The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International. It was the worst possible moment to move your family to the Soviet Union. <laughs> sure. It was totally broken. It was collapsed. There was no food. There was no gasoline. We dealt with mafia. We dealt with criminals. I mean, those were the hardest of times. And my wife and I said, we're going to put on the whole armor of God. God has called us here, and we're digging in. Rick Renner helps us learn how to fight the toughest spiritual battles next. It's a joy to come into your home. I don't know where you're watching, so I don't care, but you, you, you really stay with us. I'm James Robinson. Betty and I welcome you to life today. We have a pastor of what has to be the largest evangelical Protestant church in Moscow, perhaps in Russia. It is, it is called, I want to read it exactly right, it's the Moscow, Mos, how do you say it, Moscow? Moscow. Moscow Good News Church. And I'm telling you, Rick Renner, I remember something that Beth Moore said about him when, when uh, she was reading these jewels that you take from really the Greek language and said, James, I believe that this man knows the Word of God and the Greek language better than anybody I've ever seen. Wow. And what a blessing. And Beth Moore is quite a, quite a teacher. Here's the book that I got just, just a, a few months back. I don't know whether I got one of the first ones out, but Life in the Combat Zone. And this book, he's talking about writing to Timothy and the New Testament church, but it's really, boy, it's to us right now. Would you welcome Rick Renner back to life today? Rick, brother James, it's so good to be with you. Good to see you, brother. I, I thank you. This, this, this lit my fire. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm not, it's not hard to light my fire. It's already burning. I think, I think you just put a little more fuel on the fire, a little more oil right. in the lantern. But, but you were talking not only about Paul in his last days, ready for his departure. I'm 75 years old, so if I live to be 100, three-fourths of my life, so I'd be in the latter stages. And I think too often people start talking about last days. It's like Jesus coming next week. We really don't have any time to do anything, and yet Paul is leaving, but he's writing to Timothy. How old do you think Timothy was? you have an idea how old? He was my, probably about 40. About 40. Maybe 42. Okay, didn't he tell him to listen to some of the older people that had influenced his life? Absolutely. Yeah, like was one of the women that he told us to, was it was a grandparent or his mother? He said to listen to your mother, to listen to your grandmother. Really? Absolutely. Well, the millennials that are sitting out here, might they need to listen to James and Betty every now and then and Rick Renner? <laughs> you know what? I think people that are older have something to say. <laughs> I was saying to my wife, I'm 60. And I said, you know what? I think I'm finally old enough that I might know something. <laughs> I finally have something to say. And I want to say thank you to both of you for the influence that you've had on the body of Christ. And you've had an influence on my life since I was a teenager. Thank God. I came to hear you when I was just a teenager. <laughs> I can remember sitting in the audience, and my wife has the same memory, listening to you preach at the Baptist Association, <laughs> thinking, my goodness, this man is so strong. And here we are today. It's such a miracle that we're friends after all these years. Well, and we we're, we're, have a deep appreciation for what God has done in our lives. You pastor in, in Russia. I do. And uh, we are all living in a combat zone. And one of the things you point out very clearly is that we don't need to be distressed or fearful. 
that we can live with a confident spirit that we are well suited up and we're ready for the battle. I want to I want to ask you this, and, and I asked you, you know, a while ago, do I understand correctly what, what I believe in my heart? <clears throat> that if Jesus says that he builds his church on the rock of a relationship with the Father that is so personal that we can actually hear his mind, his heart, and his will, like Simon Peter did in that conversation when he was saying, who do men say that I am? And, and Peter's about to answer that, the Christ is the living God. And God revealed that to you upon this ability to really have this relationship of clarity. I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against me. Here's my question. There are no gates of hell in the next kingdom, right? Right. So any effect the gates of hell have must be in this kingdom. They're in this, they're and in this world. And if Jesus says the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church, I don't think that means that we hide in a monastery and we look like we're safe because we're keeping everything out. It looks to me like we would be keeping the gates of hell and death and destruction and dissension and division and all of that. We would be keeping them off of God's property, out of God's garden, our life, out of our family, out of all that we oversee. If we're overseers, we don't need to be giving the enemy anything God gave us oversight of. Is that... Am I theologically okay there? God has called the church to be a prevailing force. Yeah. We're to have influence in this world. We're not called just to seek cover and to cower in darkness. God has called us to push back the darkness and to take territory for the kingdom of God. Absolutely. And be fruitful. And to be fruitful. Be fruitful and multiply. You know, Brother James, the word church is such an interesting word. In Greek, it is the word ekklesia. And, you know, there is not a word in the New Testament that's an accident. Every word was carefully chosen. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> and that word church, we, you know, we think of the church on the corner or a church down the street. But the ecclesia, that's where the word church comes from, was a political body Whoa. in Athens. I thought we were supposed to stay out of politics as Christians. Brother James, it's, it's amazing. It's dirty out there, sir. <laughs> it was a political body. It was citizens who were called together. They were summoned. And they made all the rules. They made all the policies. <laughs> They determined all the affairs of the city, and that's where the word church comes from, oh, wow. which means we're supposed to be God's prevailing voice. Well, then what is this guy writing from Rome, perhaps as evil an empire and as evil a force as in history ever existed, and he's saying to Timothy, suit up, you're in a battle, don't give up, suit up, go into combat, you're not going in to be defeated even in this, this incredible element. Is this what he's trying to get him? Not to run, not to be afraid even though it really looks dark and dim. Is he saying there's something this light can do and God can do if you'll just suit up as a good soldier and win? Is that what he's telling him? Well, the church was really under assault because of persecution. And Paul wrote to Timothy in 2 Timothy 1, 7 said, God has not given you you know what it says, <laughs> the spirit of fear. That word fear is a Greek word which means God has not made you a coward. <laughs> but he's given you the spirit of love, of power, of a sound mind. Timothy had everything he needed in Christ, everything deposited in him to rise up and become God's prevailing voice in that city in spite of the darkness that was trying to assault him. And Paul was saying to Timothy, and he says to you and to me, hey, don't give way to darkness. You're greater than this. And you know, I love what John writes. In John chapter 1, verse 5, it says, The light shines in darkness. And the King James Version says, The darkness overcomes it not. The Greek says, 
It's the word catalumbano. It means the light shines in darkness and the darkness does not have the ability to tackle it or to take it down. Wow. It just doesn't have that ability. Yeah. Light always prevails if we'll let it shine. Yeah, and by the way, you mentioned the word cowardice and you talked about overcoming fear. I think many of us, and I really had not noticed this, it just didn't jump out in the 21st chapter of the Revelation where you're talking about those in the lake of fire, those that are cut off. At the top of the list of those words, cowards, cowards is the first word. That's cowards. right. Cowards. And wouldn't you say prevailing even in the ministry, even in the priesthood and in the pastorate, that there is a sense it looks like that they're cowards when it comes to taking a stand in, in the face of the darkness and the fierceness and the continual assault of the, of the enemy, the deceiver, it looks like they kind of back down and don't stand up. And Christians have become fearful. They don't realize that we can be overcomers and more than conquerors while we're being witnesses and ambassadors. What in the world has happened to the church to buy the deception of the devil when Paul makes it so clear and the Word of God makes it so clear that we're actually supposed to be this powerful force of light that pierces the darkness and that we overcome the horrible predation of the enemy and the beasts of the field. We don't have to let them trample the fields and, and scatter the flocks of God. You know, whether it's our government or whether it's our home or our marriage, if we will stand firm and resist the devil, he will flee from us. The Bible says that. Now, if you don't stand against him, he'll push you all over the place. He'll push you here, he'll push you there, he'll push you as long as he thinks he can push you. But the moment you stand up and say, you know what, I'm drawing a line. You are finished in my marriage. You're finished in my home. You're not pushing my church around. We're pushing you out of the government. Mm -hmm. The devil will move. He will flee because he doesn't know how to deal with a believer that is brave. Oh, that's good. He just doesn't know how. And yeah. we have to stay suited up because he does wait for every opportune moment for a weakness where he can try to get in. And isn't does. it amazing, Betty, that God gave us the full armor of Absolutely. God? Absolutely. <laughs> and we are covered with spiritual equipment. Yeah. There is no reason for any of us to be defeated if we'll use what God has given to us. And that's what's in that book. Now, you, what led you right now to write this book? Well, to be honest, I wrote that book a long time ago. I wrote that book before I moved to Russia. Whoa. I didn't know that book was prophetic. I was moving into the combat zone. Yeah, okay. But think about it, Brother James. Everything I believe, everything I've preached has been tested on the field. Sure. It's not theory to me. And you really marched into hell for a heavenly cause Absolutely. when you went to the Soviet Union. How That's, long have you been there? We've been there 29 oh, years. 29 years. 29 years. Okay. <clears throat> I got to ask you some questions. Does Russia look over at us? The people, U.S.? Look over at us in what way? Just to see what's going on and make comment or have an opinion. Absolutely. Well, what do they think about us? Well, <laughs> you want an honest answer? I want to know the honest answer. Okay, honestly, they like President Trump. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> they like him because he's strong, and Russia rep uh, really respects authority. They really respect authority. And they like Trump because he behaves like a man with authority. Hmm. They don't too care too much for the Congress. They don't care for our Congress? No. Oh, my goodness. What's the matter with them? They, they, the, the Russian people generally feel if the government would leave Trump alone, he could get something done. Hmm. And by the way, Russia is much different than what you hear on the news. 
I mean, I I, I've lived there 29 <laughs> years, 29 years. And when I come to America on a trip and I watch the news, I think to myself, what country are they talking about? <laughs> it doesn't match reality. It's nothing like the Russia that I've lived in for 29 years. Mm-hmm. Brother James, I even hear people say to me, I had somebody say to me today, is it true that if you pray, you'll be imprisoned for two years in Russia? Pray? You've got to be kidding. That day is long gone. The gospel is working. In fact, when you're talking about the church being a prevailing voice, pushing back darkness, taking territory, the gospel is working in Russia. And I'm telling you, the church has come out of hiding. And the church has great authority and great respect among the Russian people. It is just amazing. You had a major meeting where you had KGB, you had (laughs) leaders there, and you talked openly, God was discussed and presented, and, and tell the effect, and then you, you talked about a song that they sang. Well, the, President Putin wanted to honor the Protestants because of the Protestant Reformation. So he summoned together 120 of the top Protestant leaders of all of Russia to the Kremlin. Now, I've got to tell you, I was sitting there, sitting in my seat, in the Kremlin, magnificent room, a throne room with chandeliers. I mean, just an amazing place. Looking out the window as the snow was falling at the towers of the Kremlin, it was already a very surreal experience. The vice president of Russia is speaking to us about how wonderful is the Protestant movement and the preaching of the gospel and how grateful they are for gospel preachers. (laughs) This is coming from the Russian government. Then That's the, a miracle answer yeah. to prayer right oh, it's, there. It's a miracle. I mean, 30 years ago, we would have been in prison. Now we're sitting in the highest levels of government. <laughs> and then the choir begins to sing. And what do they sing? A mighty fortress is our God. <laughs> I, I was like pinching myself. Is this really happening? They're singing a mighty fortress is our God in the Kremlin. I just wish we would get to where we would sing that in the Capitol in yeah. Washington. Mm-hmm. Not because we had 9-11 and a horrible attack, so we decided to pray. I wish we would just decide that the only real security and fortress is in our God, and then we will understand that we do have protection and security offered people, which is one of the main reasons there is a government in the first place, is to protect people, not take care of them like a nanny state or a communist or a socialist state, but just protect us and let us be free to oversee what God gave us oversight of. Is my zeal uh, misplaced? No, we need more of it. We need more people with zeal. Yeah. But Brother James, I want to talk about the combat zone. You know, when we moved to Russia, it was the worst possible moment to move your family to the Soviet Union. (laughs) It was totally broken. It was collapsed. There was no food. There was no gasoline. You couldn't even go and get rubles. You couldn't even exchange dollars because there weren't even any rubles. It was a horrible moment. We dealt with mafia. We dealt with criminals. I mean, those were the hardest of times. And my wife and I said, we're going to put on the whole armor of God. God has called us here and we're digging in. The devil is not going to run us out of here. And really a part of spiritual victory is just making the determination that you're going to be tougher than the obstacle because the odds will move out of the way. Now the devil comes to push you. The devil tries to break you. He tests you to see if he can move you out of the way. But when he finally figures out you're not moving, he'll go bother somebody else. Wow. And when he leaves you, the victory you've been waiting for begins to happen. I feel like that you put in this book 
in a very clear and concise fashion, and boy, did you break it down with simplicity, that you reveal to us exactly what God wants us to do right now at this moment in human history. And that if we will get suited up in Jesus, really the armor you talk about so clearly, and I mean, how could it be any clearer than coming from Paul, who lived it so beautifully, to a young man who had every reason to run mm -hmm. and fear for his own life, but he suited up. And then to see what the effect of that was, it led to the great awakening, the downfall of Rome. Mm -hmm. That great awakening out of that came all of the spiritual awakenings that even led to the birth of this nation. I don't know if you heard the UK prime minister, former prime minister from years ago, speak at the uh, former President Bush's funeral. But he said the two greatest things in history, second only to the birth of Christ, was the birth of the United States of America. Mm. Unbelievable to come from the United Kingdom from a prime minister. But here's the deal. What happened here is what led to that birth and the effect of the birth of Christ impacting the world. We want, and I'm going to just say this to you. I want to give you this book. I'm going to ask you to do something. I'm going to ask you to give somebody freedom. I'll show you how in a moment. But you're going to come back in the next program. You know, I wish we had an, an hour, but we don't. But you're going to just take off and give us the basics of what you believe every one of us need to hear at this moment in history, because we don't throw in the towel, we don't give up to the deceiver, we get suited up, and if we'll get suited up, we can see the kingdom of heaven, the reality of Jesus prevail against the gates of darkness, destruction, and hell. Am I right about That's that? That's right. So you're gonna take off and expound this. Do you appreciate this man who brings us a message from Russia of what God's doing? And are they excited about what they're watching happen in our country right now? They yes, see some positives? absolutely. And those positives are the answer to prayer and the result of people being witnesses. Rick, one of the things that God has just given our viewers, and by the way, I'm telling you, please listen to me. I don't want anybody sitting out here saying, well, you know, we're, we're getting older. Listen, if you're over 50, you're at the most exciting, high potential time of your life to affect everything around you. And I want you to think that way. Don't get ready to get out of here. Let's get him in here in full force power and manifestation of the greatness and glory of our God. Let's get suited up in his glory, suited up in his grace, and let's show the world what Jesus looks like. The individually do it, the body of Christ really makes the impact. So here's what I want to thank you for right now. You have allowed us to literally put God's arms around people overlooked. You're going to see Sheila Walsh in just a moment representing the living Jesus as clearly as you'll ever see. Something else you're going to see. You're going to see people in as deep a bondage and is in, in, let's say, the most painful situation you could ever imagine. And you're going to see what the love of God enables us to do together. And I believe you're going to be so excited about doing it that you'll say, count me in. I can't wait to be the miracle those people need. Watch closely. There are battles raging in dark places like this, an ongoing struggle of good versus evil. Young girls, many of them children, are at this very moment exploited and controlled by depraved sex traffickers. This sex trafficking, this is evil from the pit of hell, and it's well-financed. They're just little 
broken girls who've been captured from their villages, you know, fooled into we have a great job for you and suddenly they find themselves drugged and in a tiny room and waking up beside some older man. I was in Southeast Asia two years ago. It is so much worse. It is so much darker now. The need is urgent. So we need your help right now. On behalf of the children, to do a battle in Jesus' name against the darkness and to say, no, we will not allow this to go ahead. Those who walk in darkness have seen a great light. On them has the light shone. We can say to those who think they have no hope, there is a hope. His name is Jesus and we're coming in his name. Sheila, thank you for showing us Jesus so clearly. Thank you for putting the arms of love around those that are so overlooked. Please, please, please hear not just my heart, but the heart of, of God for all those that you just saw, little girls trafficked. I, it's hard to even fathom that we can get so defeated that our appetite draws us to that which is so unnatural, so horrible to even consider. And yet the beauty of God's love sets those precious ones free. Our individuals who are in mission work and rescue work will reach out, rescue, and then restore those. Many of them before the uh, trafficker gets them in total bondage, head them off, and then actually miraculously set them free. Betty, our viewers moved us to this. We, we showed our viewers years ago a problem and said, just pray about this. And our viewers said, we don't just want to pray about it, we want to set them free. And miraculously, thousands and thousands have been reached and rescued and restored. Thank you for doing that. What we're asking you to do, and Betty, just today, I found out from some of our staff that the matching gift, $320,000, given to double what you give. In other words, it's $128 for a year to reach, rescue, and restore one of these who are trafficked. And our wonderful friends like these with us, they said, we want to do that. And many of them are giving $15,000, $35,000 to say, we're going to match what you do. Why would they do that? The love of God. And if you, right now, you give $128, you don't rescue one, you rescue two. Betty, you know how I press for people to go way beyond what they normally consider? And thank God they do it. I say, can you give $1,280 and rescue 10? And you know what? You say, I can, I will, but, but listen to this. You give that 1280 now and you just rescued, you rescued 20. Because of the love of God through people who said, I'm gonna match what you do. Only God can move people like that, Betty. I know we're gonna sit here and pray right now that every person watching who can give will make a gift, whatever it is. And I believe they're gonna respond. I do too, and I, I, I just trust that you're gonna do that. And remember, whatever you give will be doubled and it will go so much further and you're gonna rescue these precious little ones. You know, the thing is, it's so beautiful is, I just talked about it being love. It was love that inspired people to point us not just to call for prayer, let's set them free. We're willing to do it. And then to think that because our viewers are so excited, 
People say, I'm going to double it. That means it's really on their heart. Father, I pray everyone watching will make the gift you put on their heart, giving life and freedom in Jesus' name. Would you dial that number? Would you go online, get your bank card, and use it like a check? That's the way you always use them, wisely, like a check. If you write a check, make it to life. It'll be doubled. If there's any way you can help us rescue with a gift of 1280 please do it. But whatever the gift is, it's going to be doubled. Thank God for his love through you. Behind the bright lights, there is a darkness where a world of innocence is lost and abuse runs rampant, scarring the souls of children with no one and nowhere to turn for help. With bodies broken and hopes crushed, these young victims are trapped in a never-ending nightmare. Today, you can shine the light of God's love in this dark world to reach, rescue, and restore these young ones to the life God designed for them to live. With a generous $320,000 matching gift, now your gift of $128 to help rescue a child can be double to help two children. Your $64 gift will be matched to help rescue one child from the horrors of human trafficking. And a $32 mission rescue gift will be doubled to $64. And with your donation of any amount, we'll send you the Promises of Christ gift book filled with beautiful photographs, scriptures, stories, and commentary from James Robison. With your gift of $128 or more, you'll receive the Names of Jesus Throw. This beautifully woven blanket features the names of Jesus in many languages. It'll make a lovely addition to your home and serve as a beautiful reminder and spiritual comfort to the Lordship of our Savior. Finally, please consider a gift of $1,280, which will now help rescue 20 children, and you may request our beautiful new bronze sculpture, Safe in the Shepherd's Arms. Please call, write, or make your gift online. You know, I want to thank you for your help, and you know, Betty and I have been, you know, married now 56 years. I've been on television 50 years. And do you know I ask people to help others? And it's not a chore. It's not difficult. To ask you to love others, expressing that love with giving, that they might have life and freedom, it's a joy. Thank you for making that joy full by being an answer to prayer and to the request. If you'd like to have Rick Renner's book, I'm telling you, it's not good, it's great. And it will inspire you to live the way God wants you to live in this time in the combat zone as an overcomer, as more than a conqueror. And that's how God wants us to live together as a body of believers. Would you join me in saying thanks? By the way, I'll send it to you. You just make any gift to help us, okay? To say thank you along with the other gifts. Would you join Betty and me in saying thanks to Rick Renner? Thank you, Rick, I look forward to talking to you in the next program. Thank and you. I want you to just really help us get seated up. Thank all of you for watching. Encourage your friends to watch the life today every day they can.
I think evil is trying to stop the, the work of God, but evil will not prevail. It never does. Life in the Combat Zone, tomorrow. Life Today is made possible by the supporters of Life Outreach International. Your gift will be used exclusively for the exempt purposes of life. The ministry features specific outreaches as examples of the programs it supports and conducts. Gifts are considered to be without restriction as to use unless explicitly stipulated by the donor. The ministry is a member of the ECFA.